on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You are listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is award-winning costume designer Jill O'Hannison. Welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's ex- I'm excited to have you here because you're the very first costume designer I've had on the show. So I'm really interested in finding out more about the background of what you do and how you do it. Let's start a little bit with your background. How did you decide to become a costume designer? Well, I've always had a love of clothing and fashion and costumes and And my mom came from Boston and from a very kind of um, higher fashion city and and then married my dad. And we basically lived on a farm for the first 10 years of my life. But they still would go off to these wonderful things that were happening in Los Angeles, you know, the opera or ballets and things like that. And I used to sit on the bed, Jan, and watch my mother transform from this farmer's wife in a shirtwaist dress into this beautiful woman with a gown on and makeup and gloves loved and jewelry and the transformation that I watched happen in front of my eyes was so profound for me that in that moment I realized the power that clothes have to change how you feel and how you look and how you present yourself to the rest of the world and I have to say it all kind of stems from that I've always worked in fashion my first job was in a clothing store I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising I was going to be a um, a buyer for Orbox in New York um, or Bloomingdale's or Macy's and I happened to fall into on the weekend a friend of mine needed some help on a student film and I was like sure I'm happy to come help and I that that weekend it was like oh my gosh this is where I need to be so I kind of switched gears at that point and started working on more and more of these student films and at this point I can trace everything back to somebody I met on one of those student films who needed someone for a commercial and they gave him my name and I started doing commercials and then features and television and it all literally came from working for free on something that I really loved that I was really passionate about so wow that that's a journey that's a that's amazing i mean it really is amazing journey um because to get in this industry is so difficult yeah. uh, as you know and uh, for anybody to break in at, at all on any level or any department or whatever I, it's just difficult to get into this industry so for you to just have been able to just take that path and be able to get in is amazing you know it's it, it's in, in hearing you tell the story about your mother um so i'm i'm going to say probably the 50s 60s time period when you're putting yeah, on like gloves? Six, six, 60s, yeah. yeah. End of the 60s, going into the 70s, at which point hat went away, gloves right. went away. <laughs> yes. You know, it was it became the much more relaxed world that we know today. Don't the you, beginning of that, at least. Don't you miss it, though? I mean, I, wa- I love old movies, and I watch a lot of them, <laughs> you know, from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and, and 60s, but I love how the, the costumes in those movies, I just, I'm going, I want that. I want somebody to make that for me. I want to wear that dress that Audrey Hepburn wore, and you know, whatever movie I'm watching with her in it or whatever. The, the costumes are just amazing. So do you have a favorite era uh, of movies that you love the costuming more than others or do you love all of them? Well, I've, I've been so blessed to get to work on so many different periods in my career and I I think that since I've recently worked on, on kind of 60s, I have to say I have a particular love for that 
this because that was kind of the end of the natural organic fabric. Yes. That was kind oh. of the end of silk and cotton and linen and wool um, and, and rayon and then moving into all of the polyesters and all of the man-made fibers, which are, are also beautiful in their own route, in their own, sorry, in their own way. But there's something about those original organic fabrics mm-hmm. that I just loved how they drape and how they looked on camera. You know, there was such a great texture to them. So, and I love also love the silhouette of the 60s. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's coming out of the, the kind of lushness of the, the new look of the 50s. And it was, women got to be kind of body conscious again. I love that kind of sheath silhouette. I love mm-hmm. the slim suits. Um, I did, and I do love that there were still hats yes. and gloves and mm-hmm. that your purse matched your shoes. Yes. You know, I, I, <laughs> it was really thought out. It wasn't just the way, I think a lot of times today we put on things that are comfortable and we kind of move along. But, you know, you really thought about how you were going to present yourself to the rest of the world. Like if you were going to church, if you were going to the grocery store, if you were going to the library, I mean, people were a little bit more formal and there was just a lushness to that that I really loved, you know, that that people made the effort. I agree. I agree. I still try to make everything match. <laughs> the shoes <laughs> and, the, and the purse, you know, and we just had Concord Elegance here, which is a place where we can all dress up and we wear hats. And uh, and I have wore, I have found those little half gloves that I had they're from the, I don't know they're ancient <laughs> they're really ancient and and so I thought oh they're perfect with this dress so I I wore those you know and I had a lot of compliments on those because people don't wear gloves <laughs> even half gloves <laughs> so it was it's fun. absolutely absolutely true and I will sometimes if I find a great vintage hat I will wear you know I will wear that to a party because it just gives me I just feel like I look a little bit different than everybody else in yes. the room even if my my outfit is contemporary you know I put on an accessory that that not everybody is going to have and I feel like I've kind of this is who I am this is my statement and it allows me to have my own my own look and my own style. I agree. I have a dear friend who loves hats and she's always wearing a hat. And so like, I saw her, I went to church one day and she didn't have a hat on. I was like, hey, I'm looking for your hat. <laughs> why, 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 why didn't you have your hat on? <laughs> so that's amazing. So you have worked with some amazing actors and actresses and directors. Uh, you've had quite an interesting, fascinating career. I'm going to ask you. you yes. I mean, I'm, I'm just, it was, yeah, I was so honored to have you on the show. Tell me a little bit, you know, when you, you know, you've, you you just sort of give your resume a little bit. You 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 have clothed Sandra Bullock and uh, John Travolta and Scarlett Johansson and Anthony Hopkins and Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman, just to name a few people. You know how, you know, and so I know I studied acting, so I know so much that when, as an actor or actress, you, your clothing um, really helps you get into character. So how do you? work with your actors and actresses to help them get into character or do you find that to be true oh no absolutely what what you just said is very very true um it really depends on the actor you know some actors come to the table with a lot of ideas and this is how they feel the character would dress and and you know i find that it is very much a collaboration so as much as they want to bring to the table i'm happy to incorporate that into you know whatever we're doing i also have edicts usually from the directors and the producers about what they're they're wanting the character to look like so i bring that to the table to them and that may be the first time they're hearing about that but one of the things that i do that i find is very very helpful is i after i've read the script and um 
you know, I've talked to the director and the producers about what they kind of want the overall general look of the show to be. Then I start doing research and I try and find characters or people who have existed or outfits that I feel are appropriate for that character. Um, and I also try and work with a color palette that's going to work with the skin and hair and eye color of the actor. And then I bring that to the table the first time we meet and they've brought whatever their ideas are. I also have the ideas from the directors and producers. And so we kind of sit down and we sift through all of that together and we find kind of what worked for, for the two of us. And then and then what I usually would do is take that to the directors if it's way off base of what we originally talked about. But very often, you know, um, what I find with a lot of actors is that they've done a little thinking about this too. So they appreciate, appreciate everything I've brought to the table, all the research, all the visuals. And we can look at, at, at a board, um, you know, a mood board and say, this is too far or this feels really good. So let's keep it in this range. And, and I find that everybody uh, responds really well to visuals. So the research part, which is also one of my favorite, by the way, mm-hmm. love that part of my job, um, you know, is very helpful for everybody involved because, you know, we, you can talk about, um, you know, a pair of pants, but saying a pair of pants means so many different things to so many different people. So you're giving them concrete things of like, this is what we're talking about. This is the pant we're saying is, is works best for this character and his world. Interesting. So, yeah. And I also make sure that I take into account their economic background. You know, if there's a cultural background involved, financial, you know, is, are they a family person? Are they single? All of those things can help define how the clothes look, how old they are, how they fit. Is it a tight fit? Is it a loose fit? So I really, there's a whole language um, that I get to use in helping the director tell the story in a visual way with clothes. Really fascinating. You mentioned mood board. Tell me what's the mood board. Well, basically, you know, one of the things that I loved to do as a child was to do collages. And I guess I'm still doing it because I will go and I will I will Xerox, you know, different things that I find in catalogs or magazines or research that I find on the Internet. And I'll put together a visual board of, of the character, you know, ideas for the character, like, you know, color palette. And then I'll do combinations of how sh- how a shirt is worn, tucked in, untucked, you know, different boots, whatever, whatever bits and pieces I think help tell the story of, of who this character is, where he's come from, where he is now, maybe where he's going. Um, and I and I put it all on a board. You know, it's usually, I don't know, two, two feet by three feet and um, with a black background. And then we just sit and we kind of talk about it. And we and I also show them what I'm doing for the rest of the show. I think that's really important for a lot of the actors to kind of find out, OK, you know, here's this basically what I like to think of as a painting. The entire show is a painting. And so every character is a brushstroke on that painting. So sometimes it's important to see what everybody else is going to be wearing to kind of see how you fit in and contrast or compare with everybody else. Have you ever had it where um, the person that you are addressing has disagreed with what you are presenting? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Of, and how, how do you handle that? How does that work? Well, basically, if they have very strong views, I say, you know what? I think that's really an interesting direction for the character. You know, let me talk with the director and producers about that and, you know, kind of see how strongly they feel about the direction that they want to see the character go in. And if it gets to a point where 
they need to have a conversation about who this character is. Like maybe the, the, the actor or actress and the director haven't had their meeting yet about who this character is. So sometimes I'm the first person that contacts the actors and uh, it's important for them to know who, what they're expecting the, the character to be. So sometimes, you know, it's something I can work out with them. Sometimes I, they bring stuff that is actually much better than I am because they've, they've invested more time in this particular character or they, there's something they want to bring to it that I hadn't thought of. Um, and so it's very much a collaboration, Jan. And that, that is also really part of, you know, the, the cool part of the journey is, is this collaboration that I have with, with all the different people on the show. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a collaboration. So you just, you know, you know, confirmed that it is all a collaboration and you're working Definitely. together. Because so many actors, you know, they work some, they work different ways, but sometimes it's from the outside in, you know, it's like, right? right? Yes, I've, I've had actors come to me and they're like, you know what? I, I have no idea about this character. What? Tell me what you're thinking. And they're like, oh my God, yes, that's perfect. That's That makes so much sense. You know, and I really appreciate, you know, that now that I put the clothes on, it's like, there's the character in the mirror. So I, I've had all versions of it and i and i you know i accept and respect all of those versions because you know it's just it's where you know they're the person who has to wear the clothes and and become that character on camera so if they are uncomfortable in the clothes they're not going to be able to do their best act don't you find that in life too even though you could be put you could put something on and it looks great but you're not comfortable in it and you just don't feel good because you're not comfortable and and it could look smashing (laughs) but I, i have found that i was like no, this does not feel good. <laughs> I'm not going to wear this ever again because I don't feel good in it. Uh, you know, that's funny because it's all about f- that com- feeling com- not only just comfortable because you like the way it looks, but comfortable in the way it feels on you. So I think that's such a key ingredient, no matter whether you're acting or not acting. Uh, Absolutely. When you walk out the door, whether it's your own door to a party or an interview or your your trailer where you've changed into your costume, you need to feel like the character and if there's something off about your costume or your hair and makeup Mm -hmm. you know that can throw people that can throw you off so i really you know respect that part of an actor's job that they need to be able to become the character and my job is to help with that and you definitely do i mean you have you you've worked on one of my favorite shows that i think i watched every single episode of that was revenge (laughs) oh i'm so happy you brought up revenge jan that is also one of my favorites. I mean, how often does a costume designer get to work on a TV show where it's all about the clothes being beautiful and pretty and expensive? And I just, I have the time of my life, I have to say. It I can imagine. Such a joy to do that. And I had these beautiful women that I got to dress and, mm. and all such different looks and body types. So, you know, I got to just do all different types of high fashion. I really had the best time, I have to say. Madeline Stowe was amazing. Emily Van Camp was fantastic. You know, the entire cast was just a joy to work with. It was really fun to go to work every day. Oh, and they both have great bodies. So, um, you know, I'm sure it was yeah. fun dressing both of them. And Madeline Stowe, I mean, she wore just amazing clothes in, in, in it, you know. So, no, I loved, I loved that show. So, I and I'm so happy with it. I was like, oh, you did the costumes for that. That was so great. So, you're working on, I mean, you work 
worked uh, on three different movies with Sean Penn. And so tell me a bit about that because it's, you know, sort of do you get a new shorthand? Because they were all different movies too. Indian Runner, The Crossing Guard, and The Pledge, all completely different types of movies. But um, when you work with a director repeatedly, do you begin to develop a different kind of shorthand working with them? Or is it just starting fresh with each new movie that you work on? You are absolutely correct. That did After the first one, we definitely had a shorthand. I felt like um, I knew kind of what his overall general style was and was then able to bring that to all of the projects. And um, it really did become a shorthand. And it, you know, his, I felt like he became a, you know, I worked on the first thing that he directed, which was um, Indian Runner. And that was so much fun because it was a period piece. And then each of the other project got more interesting script wise. And the, you know, we had Jack Nicholson on the second two and just all these amazing, brilliant actors and actresses. And um, it was for the second two, it became about making sure that the costumes helped support his story and never in any way overshadowed what was going on. So in those, those, those last two shows, the clothes needed to be a bit more quiet and they needed to be, um, more about telling an emotional story rather than a fashion story or a color story. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Jam Price Show all about movies. And my guest today <laughs> is Jill O'Hanson, and she's an award-winning costume designer. So it was a real pleasure to work with him. He had a very interesting, I want to say like a 70s, 80s visual style. And that worked a, that worked really well for me as well. So you've... So Go ahead. You've crossed back and forth between television and film. Do you have a a, a favorite uh, of the two genres, or does it make any difference to you? You know, it does make a difference. I love working on feature films. They definitely have more cachet. Um, the star power is usually a little bit bigger. There's more time, there's more money, but... <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all right. What I love about TV is that it's a longer form of storytelling. So instead of telling one story for an hour and a half, I get to continue to tell the story of this person and help to costume them in a way that helps to tell that story as they grow, as they change, you know, as their their the world around them changes or their status or circumstances change. All of that I get to help reflect through what they're wearing. So I have come to really love TV, Jan, because of that particular point. I just love having that longer form of storytelling. Um, I love reading. I love books. So it's really nice to be able to continue to tell the story of these people you come to love, the characters you come to love. Yeah. I, I, I just finished binge watching the, the Last Tycoon and... Um, and it's it's F. Scott Fitzgerald, one of my favorite authors, and uh, of course I love anything to do with the twenties and the thirties. And this took place in Hollywood. I don't know if you had a chance to see it um, with Matt Boma. Anyhow, the costumes were just unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, and you did you watched how the characters changed, and it was just yeah. it was it's fun to watch that. You know, it's truly fun to watch that. Who has been one of your biggest inspirations? Um, I would say that. You know, as far as just generally, there have been um, two directors that really inspired me. One is Peter Greenaway. What was it about Peter Greenaway that impressed you so much? Well, the first first movie that I saw of Peter Greenaway's was The Drotsman's Contract. And <clears throat> he had everybody in the film dressed in white, except for the villain, who was in black. <coughs> 
And then halfway through the film, he flipped it so that everybody was in black except for the villain who was in white. And there was something about that that really struck me that you could be so influential when you're using just two colors in everybody's clothes. So it really became about the texture of those clothes. And it was so effective. I think I saw that when I was 15 or 16 and I've never forgotten. Uh Um, The second director that really affected me was uh, Terry Gilliam when I saw Brazil. And I remember just coming out of that movie and being stunned, like really stunned. Um, It was so fantastic fantastical and so interesting and it was such a just a fun story and you know I, I kind of also loved that it wasn't a perfect ending uh, and I've loved so many of what projects of what he's done since then so yes he is a fascinating director <laughs> Terry Gilliam really is yes, very amazing do you have any uh, costume designers that also inspired you from- I would say that there have been one of them was Travila he was an old-time designer um, did beautiful, beautiful work with women, evening gowns, uh, things like that. <coughs> I also did love all of Edith Head's work. She she was somebody who could do glamour and beauty, but also at the same time could be could do real people. Yes, yes. She was amazing. And I think that not everybody has been able to do that in their careers, but she was one of the first who could who could really do it all. <coughs> she really so, was. Really fantastic. And then I have to say um, that contemporarily, I would I would have to say that I think Janie Bryant is really good at what she does, and um, I think the designer from uh, Game of Thrones, Michelle, is fantastic at what she does. And I also I also feel like um, I, I think there are a number of other kind of European designers that I've I've kind of been in love with um, over the years that um, are kind of no longer with us, but you know, kind of informed my early sense of style. Uh, and and Ruth Myers, um, who is still alive, was a big influence for me and one of my favorite mentors. She taught me how I would watch her put together a perfect outfit. <coughs> And then she would take it and she would deconstruct it just a little bit to make it more real. And that was such an important lesson for me because before that time, I had a bit of a, of a tendency to kind of have everything be perfect. So I learned that that deconstructing just a little bit helped it look much more real and grounded. And that was a very important lesson for me. Do you ever, have you ever, I, mean, I don't know if this is something that's done. Do you go to, um, you know, they've archived costumes from movies throughout the years. Do you ever go to any of those archives and um, now I'm going to now I'm going to cough <laughs> and and go through and, and use some costumes that have been used for other movies or television shows or is it everything designed from scratch? No, we definitely we purchase, we rent and we build from scratch. There are a number of costume rental houses in Los Angeles that cater to the film, television, commercial business and they have fabulous collections of costumes. Um, <coughs> except for Western costume they're not but they're not open to the public but you know they're used to working with film and television and have amazing costumes that you know all of all of the 1900s all you know a lot of the 1800s so we all basically rent from there and then purchase and um, supplement also by building well Jill this has been fascinating thank you so much for being on the show it's been a joy uh, getting the behind the scenes of costume designing well it's my pleasure and thank you so much for um, your interest in this part of the world of Hollywood and film and television. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Love you. It, it, my guest today has been award-winning costume designer Jill Ohansen, and it's been a great conversation. 
on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. 